Hay fever is a consistent issue in Japan. Uh, it affects 40% of the population in total. It affects 50% of the people in Tokyo, Tokyo being one of the most populous cities in the world. I suffer from hay fever. So this is a story that they, they become particularly personal, important to me. I suffer primarily right now. So I'm on a ton of drugs. Actually, I only took two, not too bad, but I have like spray that goes up my nose and, and, and drips and things. Uh, it sucks. I actually came to Japan. I didn't have allergies for five years. And then I developed allergies uh, to every sort of plant in Japan, which sucks so much. There is a, a tea called Jamu Tea Black, and it's claimed it was effective for hay fevers. And I was like, wow, I, I suffer from hay fever. Drinking tea would be a great way to fight it off if it's actually true. Uh, it was only sold on the internet. internet. It was only sold on the internet, which is why I was like, well, that's probably why I didn't find it. I go around, I buy all the strange drinks that come out in Japan. Uh, Pepsi for years and years and years every year would release a, a strange flavor. Quite recently, Jack Daniels and Coca-Cola had a collaboration. They made Jack Coke in a can. Uh, I had that. It was pretty good. As soon as I finished it, I knew there was a problem because I already felt dry. And one can of Coke, essentially one drink, uh, they must put something in it. There is a whiskey soda in a can that I tried. Halfway through that drink, I had a headache. The next day after the Jack and Coke, I felt really dry, took some aspirin, drank a ton of water. I was okay. But if I'd had like four... Normally in a drinking session, I'm going to have four or five drinks. I'm not getting like wasted anymore. Uh, I'm not going crazy. But at the same time, I'm a big dude. I got to drink a lot to have an impact, an effect. If I drank four or five of those, I would have had one of the worst hangovers of my life. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Jamu Tea Black. Jamu Tea Black is effective uh, for a lot of things because it contains steroids. So Jammu Tea Black would get my, my chest press up another 20 kilos. It would probably make me feel real good all the time. But one of the side effects of steroids, continued usage, is it will worsen infections. So basically, if you drank this tea, let's say every day because you have hay fever, then you get an infection of some sort. You get a cut, you get an infection, something like that your body would be less capable of fighting off the infection, which is ridiculous. Um, that is putting people's lives at risk and they did not disclose it, which is probably why it was only available on the internet. That is not just borderline illegal. There's a lot of problems with having your, un, your, your product, any product, not just tea, have steroids in it and not declaring that properly to users. And the side effect is, potential life-threatening death. So that's, pro that's, that's, a, that's a big deal. Uh, they're being looked into. They're probably not going to be able to sell their product online anymore, which is good. Kishida, the prime minister of Japan, uh, he came out and he said in a meeting that hay fever is a national problem that troubles many people. But he didn't just say that. He said, we need proposals on how to fix it. Because they're saying 40% of the whole population of Japan suffers from hay fever. And that has a huge economic impact. Maybe he spoke slightly out of turn. And the thing is, he was talking to a cabinet 
so in the government, and he said, we need proposals to solve this problem. But basically what he did was accidentally elevate it in status from something we're talking about to something we're actually need like an action task plan on. So I think Kishida has actually elevated the severity of the issue so that the government actually is now going to focus resources on it, which I actually think is a good thing. When it affects 50% of your population, and it really does. I mean, we're talking about drug money. We're talking about productivity at work. Uh, this is something that should be dealt with seriously. The thing is, it's hay fever, so people don't take hay fever very seriously. Some of the proposals that came out of this just initial conversation were they're going to thin out the cedar trees. Now, the reason cedar trees are in Japan at all. So at the end of World War II, uh, there was the bombing of Japan. There was also every piece of wood was cut down to use in the war effort. Once World War II was finished, they said, we need trees, we need wood as fast as possible. We need something that grows fast and grows very easily. So they got cedar trees, imported them from other countries and planted them in Japan. So it's actually a non-native species in Japan. And they think that is one of the main reasons why it's had such a great impact on allergies in Japan. Because it's not native to the country, people grow up with it, uh, it affects Again, I developed an allergy through it later in life. So maybe it's one of those things that just develops allergies. But cedar trees produce tons of pollen. So they think that might be part of the issue. So one of the first things they're going to do is let's thin out the current number of cedar trees in Japan and plant some other trees that don't have as much pollen. And then the other thing is like coming up with better drugs and stuff. My allergy medicine, I don't know if anyone would care about this, recently was upgraded to a new, uh, you can swallow it without water, which was weird because I was like, one of the least problems I have during allergy season is drinking water because I drink tons of water anyways. But yeah, hopefully they do start coming up with some solutions. It's not just me. It is millions and millions of people in Japan suffer from these allergy issues. And it's millions and millions of people who would love a solution. I would love to not be on drugs all the time. Since we're talking about Kishida, just a few days ago, uh, someone took a pipe bomb and chucked it at the prime minister. It is a weirdly terrifying story. Last year, not too long ago, uh, prime minister, former prime minister Abe was assassinated with a homemade shotgun. Guns are not a significant issue in Japan. You can't buy them. This former military dude made a gun, made a shotgun, took it out and shot the, the former prime minister. So this is on people's minds. This is an issue. You have Kishida standing, doing a speech. He turns around, he looks at the, the background, and then you can see a pipe bomb, a silver bomb, come over and land in front of him. One of the security guards uh, kicks the bomb away, opens this like briefcase-looking thing, and it's actually a ballistic shield. He holds that in front of the prime minister and then pushes him away. Uh, the first one doesn't go off properly. It makes a big noise and lots of smoke. The guy who has the, the bomb gets tackled by a fisherman. He's doing this around the, the speech was happening around docks. That fisherman is now a national hero because he took out this guy. The suspect had a second one. He also was carrying a knife. He was pushed to the ground by the fisherman and then arrested. Uh, the suspect so far has refused to talk, so we don't know why he did it. It is a weird way to get attention because we don't know why he's done it yet. 
The fisherman was one of the funnier bits to me only because he said, I did judo in elementary school, but the dude was like 50. So he's the same age as me. I've done judo for 40 years. So yes, I could say that judo was an applicable skill that I have. I think he was just a really tough fisherman. I don't think the judo he practiced when he was like seven had any sort of impact on his abilities now. But truth be told, he saw some action. He didn't run away. He jumped in and like took down a dude. I mean, yeah, deserves to be a national hero. I was trying to find that video. I actually saw the video, uh, but I lost it. It's the problem with getting so many videos up at the same time. This is safe. The concern is that the Secret Service, the security details, the bodyguards for the prime minister and such in Japan have primarily been trained to defend against knives. And they think they need to sort of upgrade their skills. So they have the security guys who were dealing with Abe during that assassination. They didn't really know what to do. They had that briefcase thing. They had one of those, but it was way too late. And obviously the prime, the former prime minister died. Kishida, the same deal. This guy was on it though. The security guide, the security guard had the briefcase open. And the idea is that if something explodes or someone shoots, uh, it's ballistic. So it'll hit that. And it covers most, it's about, I don't know, four feet when it's fully open. Uh, So it's covering essentially the major parts of your body, hopefully. And I got to say the security dude was on it. The fisherman though, he took out the guy, which is pretty cool. Uh, It is a question though, is this where political protest is going to go in Japan in the future? Are they going to try to assassinate these guys to the point where essentially what's going to happen is these guys aren't going to feel comfortable going out in public, which is too bad because up until the Abe assassination, Japanese politicians walked out in crowds among people. They had security details with them, but there was no fear. And now the fact simply is that there is going to be fear, which sucks because it's going to change the political nature of Japan. Two men were arrested. Uh, So we had the sushi terrorism. So the people who were like on conveyor belt sushi, they were licking their fingers and touching the sushi. We had a guy take the soy sauce and drink directly from it. Uh, People being gross, filming it, putting it on the internet for clout. All those people got in trouble. All those people got arrested. It is shocking to me that anyone is going to do something similar. We have, we we can't change it. It has to be changed from sushi terrorism. Last week, I talked about a guy at a gyudon place, Yoshinoya, and what he did was gyudon is a bowl of rice with beef on the top, shredded beef. Uh, He was taking the ginger that is shared, a condiment, and then sticking his chopsticks in and pretending to eat a ton of it, but his chopsticks had been in his mouth. So there, he was arrested. Everyone's getting arrested for this. It's ridiculous. So the fact that people are still doing it, filming it and putting it on the internet is terrifying. Two men were arrested for using toothpicks, putting them back in the toothpick holder, complaining to the staff, making them replace the toothpick holder and then doing it again. So they're basically just like trying to say to the staff that, oh, I used this toothpick, uh, has used toothpicks in it. It's disgusting. Go get me a new one. They bring a new one. They would do the same thing again and again. They filmed it. It blew up online. Uh, They, uh, I mean, why at that point, you know, you're going to get caught. The problem is you want to make this video. You want it to blow up. 
It blows up. The police see it. They have your face and everything. I assume your account. The police come get you. You're arrested. The only way you can get away with this is if your video for clout fails. So the fact is you're committing a low-key crime. If it gets popular on the internet, you're going to get arrested. You commit a low-key crime. It doesn't get popular. You don't achieve your purpose, your primary purpose being to get popular online. That's sort of this weird catch-22. If you're successful, you get arrested. If you're not successful, nothing happens but you don't get the the love that you're looking for on the internet. And it isn't love, it's all hate. Everyone in Japan finds this disgusting. Uh, they were found pretty quickly. The restaurant filed a report. The, re- the restaurant actually didn't want to press charges until the video went viral last week. So this actually happened like a couple months ago. When the video went viral, like you're going to damage the reputation of our restaurant, so we want you to be arrested. They were brought up on fraudulent obstruction of business charges put a ding in there for the, I don't know, man. I don't know what you think you're going to achieve by this. I understand youthful, practical jokes and being dumb when you're a teenager. Both these guys were in their thirties. As far as I'm concerned, fines aren't enough. Send them to prison. That would actually send a message. Uh, I don't know what that message would be. Don't be a dumbass. In Japan, everything's taken way seriously, like sports and stuff. And that's the ridiculous part, maybe first of all. The level of seriousness in high school sports is off the charts. It is why people quit sports after high school. My daughter, I think I've told this story before, she was doing gymnastics as a kid. She really enjoyed it. And then we got to a point where she was getting sort of like junior high school. And the place she went said... She either has to come every single day to gymnastics and do it like she's going to go to the Olympics or something. She was never going to go to the Olympics. She, we were just putting her in it so she would have like something fun to do. She has to come every day or she has to quit. And we're like, well, we can't bring her every day. Both I and my wife work. We cannot do the thing you're asking us to do. So like, okay, she has to quit. So my daughter, who was enjoying gymnastics, had to quit gymnastics because she wasn't ready or capable of dedicating her whole life to gymnastics. It's fucking ridiculous. Uh, There was no sort of like, let's have fun class in kids' gymnastics after a certain point. You either had to do this like dead seriously, like you were going to do nothing else, or you had to quit. So we quit. And now my daughter doesn't do anything. I'm trying to get her into something else, like hip-hop classes or something, where it's like designed to be fun. But even then, I've gone by... Uh, these open competitions in like malls and stuff where it's like little girls doing hip hop dead seriously. You know, they're going every day. I'm wondering if there is even such a thing as doing sports for fun in Japan. A former pro baseball player was a coach of a high school baseball team. Okay. So that's really good for the baseball team. They got this guy. He was a pro. He knows baseball. He's going to train you and coach you. It's going to be awesome. Uh, He kicked a player in the butt. That doesn't sound too bad. The next sentence, though, he hit the same player in the head with a baseball bat. There was no way he could have hit him that hard, but he is hitting a kid in the head with a baseball bat. Um, Maybe the kid had a helmet on. I don't know. All I do know is if you hit my kid with a baseball bat, I would be showing up at the school and I'd be like, let's get two bats and work this out. Like there's, there's one simple way. I'm not calling the cops. You and me. Baseball bats. You want to throw down. Let's throw down. You're not hitting kids with baseball bats and getting away with it. He was fired. His statement was, 
he's his playing wasn't satisfactory. Uh, just to show you how serious it is, that this is not like an isolated incident. A different school, there was a running coach. In February, he slapped a student in the face and gave him a bloody nose. It just when that came to light, because the kid came home with a bloody nose, it was just, there was discovered to be three more cases. And the coach said, I'm sorry. But of course, as I've said many times before, the retroactive I'm sorry doesn't mean anything because you're only sorry you got caught. If he hadn't been caught, if he hadn't been told he was doing a bad thing, he wouldn't have had like a self-revelation of perhaps I'm treating these people too harshly because they may be in high school, but they are still people. Uh, so he resigned. This is again how fucking serious it is. But the parents said, we don't want you to quit you can stay if you promise to not hit the kids anymore. And the reason was that school had entered the nationals 43 times, which actually means they got to a certain level with this school's expectations that they were going to the nationals almost every year and they've won it five times. So because they were winning, these parents were willing to forgive that this man abused their kids. And as long as he didn't hit them further, they were saying it's okay, you can stay and be coach at the school, which I'm sorry, again, hit my kid once, you and me are going to go for it. I mean, that's simple. If, if my son or my daughter came home today and said, my whatever coach hit me, I would go to the school and be like, let's have a conversation, a private conversation in the gymnasium, just you and me. Uh, you can choose the weapons, but we're going to do this. There's no way that I would let that pass. And if that guy got fired, no, I'm not, I don't want him back. He hit my kid. It's fucking disgusting. 82 year old man. So I love it. I love old men. I'm an old man myself. I'm approaching super old age, but right now I'm just old. Uh, I haven't hit like grumpy old man yet, but I'm pretty close. Uh, maybe my last story though, I'm like, I'm ready to throw down with anyone who touches my kids. That's because they're still kids and they can't really defend themselves. Once they get to, you know, oh, my son, he's like 5'10, 5'11 now. He's like 15 years old. He's pretty good much going to be 6'1, 6'2 probably when he fishes growing. He's going to be huge. I guess he never has to worry about it. He's going to be a big dude. And you got to remember, we're in Japan where the average height is, you know, shorter than other countries. Anyways, no, irrelevant. 82-year-old man. Uh, he's driving along, not wearing a seatbelt, as old men are wont to do. Uh, the police pull him over. And as you pull someone over, he goes, let me see your driver's license. And he is unable to produce one because he had his driver's license revoked when he was 20, which is over 60 years ago. Uh, and he's been driving ever since. So he was arrested on the spot, of course, for driving without a license. They can't compound it, driving without a license for 60 years. It's funny that driving without a license is one charge, not a charge sort of for every year you've driven without a license. The interesting part was he drove well enough over the last 60 years that no one noticed. So if he just, like every other crime, kept it on the down low, if he'd worn a seatbelt and followed all the rules, he wouldn't have got pulled over. He wouldn't have had uh, the police ask for his license and he wouldn't have had to like admit that he hasn't had one for the last 60 years and he wouldn't have been arrested. So if you're going to commit a low-key crime that people won't notice unless you show off, don't show off. It's actually very similar to our first story where the only reason those guys are being arrested is because they got viral on the internet. They got the clout they were looking for. That brought the police's attention. If you're going to commit crimes, Ninja News Japan criminal advice for this week, 
don't draw attention to yourself. Don't do the things that will draw police's attention. This is really interesting because I'm wondering what's going to happen. Uh, in, in Japan, you turn 20, you are an adult. And they've actually recently lowered that to 18. But there's still some issues going back and forth because not everything is caught up with it. But that's actually irrelevant in this story. Uh, there's a, a person who was arrested for stealing a wallet in a bar. They were arrested and produced a My Number card, which is your social insurance number, essentially, in Japan. The social insurance number said they were 20 years old. They were being prosecuted, and the prosecutors started to get weirded out because whenever they were interviewing... Oh, no, no, it was the defendants. So her lawyers started to get confused because when they were interviewing her acquaintances, they started getting, like, confused answers that didn't match up with her story. They took a second look at her. Turns out she's a 17-year-old Thai national spoke basically perfect Japanese, so they didn't even know she wasn't Japanese. Uh, but she was being charged as an adult because she had been impersonating an adult. Didn't admit to not being an adult or the impersonation and revealing that she was 17 years old. The confusion here, okay, she was being arrested as an adult, which means she's going to be tried as an adult. In Japan, if you're not an adult, the charge is way lower. So if she had, had copped to the fact that she was impersonating someone else, if she had copped to the fact that she was impersonating someone else, she actually would have got a lower charge, but more charges. So there's the confusion. So it, the charge was theft. Theft is a, a minor. is a very small thing. Probably slap on the wrist, you get released. Theft is an adult. You could actually go to prison. So the question is, what would have been the better course of action for her? Should she have gone through and taken the charge as an adult, but kept up her persona? Or should she have copped to, I've been impersonating adult and theft, but I'm a minor and gotten maybe lower charges on both. I actually think the better course of action, again, we're now getting to Ninja News Japan advice for criminals time, is always take the charge as a minor because it gets expunged when you turn an adult. She was 17. It was actually going to be not a problem for her next year. The fact that it came out, I don't know if that causes more issues because they had to discover it on their own. I think if you admitted it, you get a lower charge as well. I have no idea how this is going to play out. Do not ever, if you have the opportunity, take a charge as an adult because you are always going to get off in a better situation as a minor. Two guys return a rental car. No problem. Uh, they called the rental agency and said, uh, we forgot something in the car. Okay, that happens all the time. No problem. We're going to come back and get it. Also, very common. You've forgotten something in the car. You're going to come back and get it. We'll, we'll not rent out that car again. Absolutely, sir. Don't you dare look fucking inside. Okay, now that's a little weird. That's not what people normally say when they've forgotten something in a car. So, of course, the staff immediately went and looked in the car found the item. It was 15 bags of weed. They called the cops. Cops show up before the guys who've rented the car because they don't have a car. They probably have to take public transit to get back there. Cops get there first and they're arrested when they arrive at the place. If you had done, if you just played the game normally, said, uh, we forgot something in the car. We're on our way back. We'll pick it up and said nothing. They may have looked at the car, but they may not have. They may have just held the car for you. 
uh, because you drew attention to the thing and made vague threats to the staff, they immediately went and checked the car and found your weed. And weed in Japan is still, every drug charge is treated equally. So cocaine, heroin, uh, molly, marijuana in Japan, it's a drug charge. It's all exactly the same. So these guys are going to be up for whatever the 15 bags are. They just have to try to figure out were they trying to sell it? Was it for use on their own? Because those are different charges. Uh, buying it and then using it's bad. Buying it and selling it is worse uh, criminally in Japan. Uh, but again, uh, this is going to be like a full-on criminal advice episode of Ninja News Japan. Uh, if you are trying to hide your stash and you misplace it, don't draw attention to it. This is a, has, a, has a rule I didn't know, so it'd be good for people to learn about if you're ever going to come to Japan. A man found a wallet with 430,000 yen in it. That is like $4,000. Uh, and he turned it into the police. Very honest, very kind of him. Uh, and it was returned to the owner the same day. Now, there, there's a lost property law that I didn't know about where the owner must pay a reward between 5 and 20% of the value of the thing returned. So he should have paid him between 5 and 20% of 430,000 yen. So honestly, if you're going to go on the low end, 5% of 430,000 yen, it's like, you know, 20,000 yen, 30,000 yen. I don't have to do the math, but it's not that much. If you have that much money, if you're carrying that much money around in your wallet, you have a lot of money. The guy calls him, so the guy who found the wallet calls the owner of the wallet and says, uh, you know, I returned your wallet. And the guy says, I'm busy and hangs up and then refuses to take his calls. So the man who found the wallet sued him. Uh, and the settlement was 70,000 yen, which is probably the high end of the percentage that he would have had to pay if he had just been nice and paid it anyways. Uh, the man who found the wallet said, I didn't want the money. If he had expressed gratitude, I would have let it go. Well, I actually believe because if that guy was greedy, he would have just taken money out of the wallet in the first place before turning it into the police. I actually do believe that the guy, if he had just expressed some form of gratitude, wouldn't have had to pay anything at all. My sister was in Japan. She found a wallet, turned it into the police, and then the next day, a cake showed up at our house. Now, that cake wasn't worth 5-10% of whatever we found. I have no idea. I didn't check. I was like, oh, we got a cake. Let's eat the cake. And I was happy. I'm, the cake probably was way cheaper than the amount of money inside, probably less than the 5%. But we didn't care. We got a free cake and we were having a good time. That's all that mattered. The show of gratitude will overwhelm your brain so that you don't actually think about the value of the thing. Uh, I had a boss who clearly did not understand this as a concept. I had done some overtime as a volunteer thing. I was going to get paid for it. I didn't expect to get anything. My boss came and put 500 yen on my desk. And my co I wasn't there. My coworker comes over and goes, what are you doing? And he said, she says, oh, well, he was very nice. I'm going to give him this 500 yen coin. And then my coworker says, you should buy him a Coke or something, something that he likes to drink. Um, and he'll be happy about that. You should not leave 500 yen as a coin on his desk. And she goes, but the drink, probably 120 yen is worth less than the 500 yen so she doesn't understand and then he's like but it's 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 the presentation the thought that counts uh and she was really confused and then she went and bought the coke and left it on my desk with a, a note that said thank you and i was really happy about it but yes if you'd left 500 yen on my desk i would have been weirdly insulted 
the human mind is an interesting thing because it doesn't work logically all the time because she was working on pure logic, whereas he understood the gesture, even if it's a cheaper gesture, the more thoughtful, the better the gesture is. Uh, if you ever lose something or find something in Japan, keep that in mind. There is actually a law in place that you have to pay a reward. The reward, let's say I, I lose 100 yen, I have to give you 5 yen. So this guy shows up at a track meet and he starts videoing the participants. He is then arrested because there is actually rules in place that you are not allowed to film people at these sort of track events. What he's trying to do, he's a voyeur and he's filming girls in their tight track leggings or short shorts or whatever they're wearing at the time. Sorry, the meat prohibits photography. And this is because this is a, a common problem now in Japan where you have athletic events where women wear uh, bathing suits, let's say it's swimming or like track events they're wearing really tight clothes. And then these creepy old dudes, this guy's 40 years old, show up at the event and just start videoing them. And they get their favorites and they start following them around and it's super creepy. Uh, and I'm glad he got arrested. <laughs>